Tango. Hey, and welcome to Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. And my co-host, Vince, he's back tonight. Vince, give him a shout out. Hey, how's it going? It's good to be back. Right. Vince wasn't with us for a couple episodes because he was out squatching. Anyway, tonight we're going to talk about the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. And I'm sure some of you people listening might have heard about it. Supposedly one of the most haunted places on earth. Um, I'll just give you a little bit of background on it. it. It was basically a tuberculosis hospital, but before that, it has a history of it being a school. And the, the man who created it, he, uh, he built it for his children to go to school there. And uh, they just renamed it. I guess the, the teacher loved some of the novels that w- there was an author named Waverly. So she he named it Waverly. And it, it was a she. The teacher was a the she. The teacher, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, so he, he liked that name too. So he named the whole place Waverly Hills. There you go. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Now, there's been a lot of talk about it, and people say that it, that like thousands of people have died there. But when I did the research, actually, the whole time it was there, it was just several hundred, not thousands. But these people still died from a horrible death, tuberculosis, which right. in, in, in those days, what they call it? The white plague? The white plague, yes. And uh, I guess it uh, it's an airborne disease, and it attacks your immune system. And from what I understand, you get tumors in your lungs. You're right. And and uh, you just hack up blood. If any of you know the story of Doc Holliday from uh, Wyatt Earp, he had tuberculosis. Yes. And they called him a lunger because he was always hawking up blood. So that's what these people did. And, and from what I hear, it's a painful death. Yep. So there's just some things that... Uh, happened that these people were uh stricken with this disease and before they invented the streptomycin in 1943 the doctors would perform crazy procedures on them while you read about it did you read about any of the procedures they did i didn't uh read about any of the medical procedures but i know one thing they they knew they had to boost the patient's immune system so they would try uh feeding them very healthy meals giving them a lot of fresh air, and trying to keep an upbeat atmosphere. They thought if the people were healthy, they would respond better, their immune system, happy and healthy. Right. Well, some of the procedures these doctors would do that I read about is uh, they would insert balloons into the patient's lungs and fill them with air, hoping that that would help expand their lungs and give them more air because they they basically suffocating. Right. With all the tumors, they're trying to give them more capacity. Right. Another procedure I read about is some of the doctors would remove ribs, thinking that that would alleviate and help the lungs expand. You know, and, and I don't think they had quite the medical technology we did today. So to get a rib taken out while you're still half awake. Right. And I, I've heard stories of other places like this and, uh, just the procedures were they were like crude they were i'm sure they didn't have the anesthetics we have now and i just can't imagine what those patients went through with these procedures and they were basically guinea pigs just experimenting because science was still learning a lot we're still learning a lot but our our knowledge was very limited back then so everything they did was pretty much experimental 
Right, and and it was, and that's that's strange that that you uh, mentioned that they wanted to keep them upbeat. They they wanted to keep them in good spirits. So when they said basically one patient a day would die, so they didn't they didn't want to transport them out in front of the other patients, you know, because they figured while well, they're going to see them die and they're going to think about their own mortality and it's just going to depress them. Yes. So there in the sanatorium was a chute and I didn't know this, but they had a body chute that they would dispose of the bodies. And it was, it, I seen a picture online and it's a, it's a long, deep chute. It's like four or five stories. Yes. It's, it's called the death tunnel. Yeah, and and it, what it has uh, stairs on either way, and like something in the middle, so they could transport the bodies out. And even when they started doing that, the patients saw it. So what they started doing was uh, covering up the bodies or trying to conceal it to try to keep morale up. That's crazy. That's that's just nuts. I don't, I don't know how I would react if I was there. But <laughs> yeah, but. Some of those poor people, once they were admitted, you know, they had no choice. They couldn't leave because back then you weren't allowed to be in the general public. Well, no, I mean that because you're right. That disease was it was airborne and it would it would spread like wildfire. Um, You know, with the invention of the antibiotics, streptomycin, it, it helped cure some of that. And that's why we don't have it rampant today. But I, I guess tuberculosis flourishes in, in wetlands. Yes. <clears throat> That's why uh, when I was in the military, I was stationed in the Philippines, and it's very wet and humid over there. So tuberculosis is much more active over there. When I went, uh, even when I came back, I had to be screened for it. Yeah. I I wasn't screened for tuberculosis because I, I went to South America, and it's not full of wetlands down there but right you know it, it was there were some parts that were by the equator that were humid but yeah they they didn't screen me for that yeah well when i was in the philippines you know it rained six months straight out of the year holy so. shit oh man yeah. i'll bet there were mosquitoes like crazy oh man it was unreal they had a, a disease called dinghy fever which was mosquitoes right it basically you feel like you're hungover for like a month Oh hell no! Yeah, but anyway, back anyway, to, yeah. back to back to Waverly Sanatorium. So, this place was supposedly haunted. Now, why some people had visions of the apparitions and the ghost, I don't know. Some did, some don't. Um, we were talking earlier, and Vince, you want to tell us about the room five hundred two, which they called the death trap. That's where the nurse. Oh. Yeah, that's, um, <clears throat> I guess there was a nurse working there, and she became pregnant. Uh, it was unexpected, unwanted, and then she contracted tuberculosis. So she could not, I guess she couldn't bear with the pregnancy for one, and she couldn't bear, you know, maybe having a baby and passing it. So she ended up taking her own life by hanging. Well, that's that's crazy. I, I don't know what to say to that. Ah. Well, I'm I'm sure it was real. Uh, the outlook was not good for those patients. So she was a little more knowledgeable about what was going on. So when she contracted it, she probably thought there was no other option. Yeah, it's basically a death trap once you get it. So that's crazy. Well, there's another thing that I read about on the legends. And it says that sometimes while people went in there, they would smell baking bread coming from the kitchen. 
but the kitchen was in shambles, you know? So they would smell it, but yeah, who's cooking bread? Right. So, and just things like this is what would happen. Yes. And it's, it's crazy. Anyway, there's, there's uh, one sighting that people talked about. And I was talking to my brother earlier, and I read about the creeper. And the creeper is supposedly a dark, dark demonic force that is located in the basement primarily. And this apparition, dark demonic force, it, it crawls on the ground, on the walls, on the ceiling. And people see that and they freak out. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine what my reaction would be if I saw that. I, I can't either. Yeah, that's just, something like that is straight out of, like, the science fiction horror movies. I, I, I couldn't imagine seeing that. You know, and here I say I want, I want to see a ghost and, and all these things. I want to see a Sasquatch, but I, I, don't, I think I'd piss my pants if yeah. I saw something like that. Yeah, maybe uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost would be all right. Yeah, that would probably be <laughs> yeah. all right for and, me. And another thing people have claimed in the halls of the sanatorium is uh, there's some kind of spirit or being or something that will attack and the only warning you get, it'll whistle once. And then I guess people have been scratched, touched, pushed. That's crazy. It's, it's the, the, the whistle of death. I, they call it the whistler. So, And that's crazy. So, And all these apparitions, you know, I, I wonder, is, are these really demonic forces? Or are they people that have died and just couldn't face crossing over and, and they remain here on earth uh, now some people don't believe that they don't believe uh, that people will remain here you know everyone says no no can't happen it's all demonic forces well you know i i believe it's possible some people just get lost uh you know they lose their way or there's maybe something here on this earth that they're so attached to that they don't want to cross over right right and then also i'm sure some people like they said, during the Civil War, it was literally brother killing brother. So a lot of those spirits remain here because they don't want to be judged. Right. The, the, the fear of crossing over. And that's interesting. Yes. But my next point on Waverly is uh, the children. They had children with tuberculosis. But not only did they have children with tuberculosis, they had... Uh, healthy children or that came in healthy anyway they were the children maybe their parents had tuberculosis so and they had no one to care for the child so they had a whole wing where they would care for the healthy children but i'm sure that a lot of them contracted it just by being there of course how can you not you know they didn't segregate them they just and that's another thing people thought that they were segregated in the rooms all day long no they, these patients were free to roam around yes <clears throat> on on one wing of the hospital they had the beds out in like an open airway and the windows didn't have no glass just screens because they wanted the patients to get the sunshine and the fresh air right so yeah here everyone was out in the open but once the, behind that section once they were terminal that's called the terminal section right. and those rooms had no windows or you know Right. So I'm, I'm sure once they were moved there, they knew it was just a matter of time. Well, I think anyone that got checked into that hospital and was diagnosed with a 
this disease, tuberculosis, they pretty much knew that that was a death sentence. Yeah. That they were yes. never going to leave. That's where they'd spend the rest of their days. But, and there, there's another ghost, uh, supposedly that haunts the halls of Waverly. And it's supposedly an old woman who's got chains and her hands are bleeding. And the people that have seen her said that, you know, when they, when they call to her, that she just runs away screaming. And I'm like, why, why would that ghost be there? You know, she's got chains. Was she chained? You know, it's possible when they first went in, you know, the procedures they did, maybe some of the patients wanted to fight, so they had to chain them down. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, but I'm sure stories like that don't make the light of day. No, I'm I'm sure they don't. Uh, it's it, this this place has an interesting history to it. Uh, it it was eventually going to get tore down, but a historical society purchased it, and they turned it into a tourist spot. Which right? Well, before that happened, when the tuberculosis hospital closed in. I believe it was the 1940s, somewhere around there. It was just like a, a general hospital for a few years. Then I believe it closed in the 80s. Right. And then that's when the Historical Society bought it. Right, because they, they, they were going to knock it down. Yes. And they wanted to preserve it. And today, I guess it's a historical landmark. Yes. Uh, a haunted one at that. Right. Now, the, I, I looked, they have their own, if you want to research it, they have a website and stuff, and it'll give you their hours of operation. The only thing I think they should do is have night tours. Right. That, And I I looked at the hours they were open, and they're open only on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you're right. They they don't do no night tours. Yeah. Uh, I heard that they had some metal bands play there, and uh, it was a rock fest, and that they won't do that again uh, because the neighbors complained, the people living in the area. But some of the bands that played there, I was I was pretty impressed. Wow, yeah. That's probably something we'd go to. Yeah, I I definitely would. <coughs> yeah, now another ghost that's rumored to roam the halls there is a ghost of a little boy named Timmy. Timmy. And now the investigators, there have been paranormal investigators that have went and they'll take a ball, just like a little kickball or bouncing ball. And supposedly, if you could get in touch with Timmy, he's eager to play with you. He'll move the ball. Right. And that's that's what it said and they said the little boy is six or seven years old when he died and since he died with his whole life ahead of him his spirit can't move on that's the theory behind it but you're right people say that he he the ball will bounce but the skeptics say no it's the wind moving it or the ground's uneven right skeptics will always look for a, a scientific explanation right of course they're going to but for yeah. some of these there's just there's just no explanation for it. Right. And in like cases like this, I try to be on the fence. You know, I don't want to lean one way or another. I want to be convinced one way or another. Right. And if I'm not convinced either way, I'll stay undecided. I, I agree. And I, I keep an open mind with this because I've never really had an experience like that. But there again, so many people have seen these things. Right. How can you debunk it? Right. And and one of the reasons this is uh, near and dear to us, where it's off, obviously it intrigues us, but because of, if you remember an episode we did about the house we lived in in Gallup, 
we've had some sort of experiences. So that kind of opened our eyes and swayed us in that direction a little. It 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 did. And and if you haven't heard it, uh, for those of you listening, it's out there and it's the episode's called Haunted House, and we talk about our experiences. And uh, now I didn't see an apparition, but I had a hell of a scary experience. But back to Waverly. There's another thing that happens there, and did you read about it? It's called the doppelgangers? Yes, I did. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know what a doppelganger is, you want to explain, Vince? Yeah, the theory behind a doppelganger is that somewhere in this world, everyone has an identical twin. And they say over at Waverly that people have run into their doppelganger, and they've come face-to-face with themselves, basically. Right, and... The, some the, this is one example that was given when I was doing my researches. So, for instance, if you're a cat lover, you'll see the exact image of you strangling a cat, and that'll supposedly freak you out because you love cats. And the the thing with the doppelgangers is they say they have no eye sockets, no eyes in their eye socket. So, and that's trippy. Yeah, <clears throat> but if you hear a lot of stories about people who see apparitions. They'll say the eyes were dark. Right. And it, back to our episode that we did uh, of the haunting, my, my wife, she's seen what she says is a demonic entity and the eyes were dark. And uh, so there again, that my question is, are these demonic? If the eyes are dark, but I don't know. You know, we we right. hear the theory of the the dark-eyed children that are associated with uh, UFOs. Yes, and you know, it's it's all theory. I, I don't think everyone anyone really knows. I don't think anyone will ever really know. I but it, but so. it's all theory. These investigators go because the, the, and some of them will even try to help. They think they these uh, spirits or entities need to help be helped moving on. Right, but. I think I think I seen the an episode of this is years ago when Ghost Hunters was first on what was it uh, the Taps Taps yeah Taps I forgot what cable channel it was on but I did see him and they did go to Waverly and uh, and it, it wasn't it there was nothing really happening in that episode which in Taps a lot really didn't happen <laughs> right right and and. Uh, ghost adventures on the travel channel they also went right and the the first place i heard about waverly was uh years ago i used to listen to uh an episode on talk radio on am late at night called coast to coast yes and uh george Norrie was talking about this place waverly sanatorium and i was i heard that episode and i was like what the hell yeah i never knew it existed and uh I lived in Indianapolis, which Louisville, Kentucky is just a short drive away. If I would have known back then when I was living there, I might have taken a trip and visited this place. Yeah. Well, I think in that part of the country, stuff like that's common knowledge because people have been there. We're kind of far from that. And uh, as far as settlements, we're a lot younger than the East Coast. Right. So that we don't have the same kind of history. We have, a, it's a different history. Right. As far as the paranormal, but right, and something y- like that. And it, you're right, because uh, I hear of a lot of haunted places out east, and they're like this place. You know, sanatoriums, hospitals, and 
but and, our, and, yeah. our, our history out here is different. And, you know, to us, that's fascinating. Maybe it's more fascinating to us because, you know, it's new to us right now. Right. Those people who've been in Kentucky, they're like, oh, that's just part of history. Right. Whereas if we would tell them stories, say, about skinwalkers, they would probably, what? Right. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure if they go on YouTube and they hear about Skinwalker Ranch, they're like, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, I'm, I was intrigued by this Waverly Sanatorium. And uh, it's interesting what they're doing. Um, would I take a tour of it? You're damn right I would. If I saw the creeper in the basement, would I crap my pants? You're damn right I would. Yep. And we would tell you about it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I think I would too. But I, if I got invited even to go on an investigation with a paranormal team, I would go. Right. I'd probably be scared the whole time, but I would do it. I, I, I would too, because they do these investigations in the dark. And, you know, you see them on TV and you see with they're using the infrared cameras, which you see clear at night. But they're actually sitting in there in the dark. Right. And that's pretty scary, man. It is too, but I, I've always wanted to go myself because you know tv is tv right you got to take some of that stuff with a grain of salt you don't know what's really true and what they do for ratings or an audience uh, of course i i get it and that's that's what makes me makes me think that with some of these you know entities that it's like wow did that really happen or yeah but from what i've read these eyewitness accounts from waverly those are real and they're not people that have tv shows and yes they're people that genuinely got freaked out and if that place is as haunted as they say that'd be a good place for us to go visit it would be it would be now here's the thing because it's so haunted known as one of the most haunted places not only in america in the world i would be just a little afraid of attachment Right. I, 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 that's that would be my fear about visiting a place like that because, you know, me and you were so open up. We we want to see these things or have an experience. Yeah. And they say that's what attaches them. Yeah. So they say this guy he wants to believe he's got an open mind. So right. I'm going home with him. I'm gonna go home with him and scare the shit out of him yep. every night. Yep. Trust me, when they see my boring life, they'll leave. Ah, this guy's a loser. <laughs> yeah, or they're either gonna leave or they're gonna spice it up. Yeah, there you go. Either way, hey, let's do it. <laughs> right. But the, I, I find it in, I find it just intriguing that Waverly Hill has such a history, and uh, I, I I feel for some of the people because. You know, we, we live, we're born where we have advanced medical procedures and technology, you know, especially antibiotics. Right, right. But, but see, to them back in that day, that was advanced for them. They, yeah. they were getting a state-of-the-art treatment. You know, it was all new. It was experimental, but they're not going to tell them that. Right. And who knows, in another couple of decades, they might look back on us and say, oh, man, that was crude and barbaric this is how it's done now those poor people only lived to 70 or 80 yeah primitive well back to waverly there's just one last ghost that i want to talk about and it's supposedly a spirit that peeks around the corner now this spirit that peeks around the corner it's a female ghost and people believe that it's the nurse that contracted tuberculosis, that had the unwanted pregnancy, who got depressed and hung herself from the light fixture in room 502. They say it's her. They think it's her. And she peeks around the corner. 
But the theory is everyone that's seen her and then they see her picture, they're like, that's her. So it's it's just crazy. You're walking down the hall and you just see someone peek around the corner and you're like, what's that? And you go there and it's gone. Right. But that would be something to see a, a ghost where you could see that much detail that you could pick it out from a picture. It, that's crazy. Yeah. That, that's, that's just nuts. Now, that's an apparition that is full-bodied, I would say. Yes. Not not just like a, a mist, like you see some of these pictures. And and I did see a lot of pictures on the Coast to Coast website when I first got introduced. And I don't know if they're still up, but people would take pictures. And, you know, I, I could see the apparitions. Of course, the camera caught them and they, were, they weren't crystal clear, but you could make out that that was a body shape. Yes. And that sucked me in. <clears throat> yeah i think we're gonna have to make a road trip out there and maybe do a podcast from there that would be cool Just, and and now that i have my little uh mobile recorder we'll be able to podcast from anywhere right if we do it you'll be able to edit out all the times i scream like a little girl right uh, uh, i think we'll edit out <laughs> the whole recording will be edited <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it it is intriguing and you know like i say are are we crazy stupid for wanting to experience some of the stuff you know i i get many people that say oh don't don't play with that right just, just leave it alone and, and it's not our intentions to play with it we just want to see for ourselves what's really going on right and and i i got i got pulled into like ghost stories and intrigued about ghost and, and cemetery hauntings and I guess it was when I was first going into the Navy. I uh, I met a guy and he taught me how to make a Ouija board. We before we we were at Meps getting ready to ship out to boot camp, and this guy like made a Ouija board, and the whole night that we played with it, I I was like I said, you guys are moving this, and you know so, kind of intrigued me. I'm like, did this move by itself for real or, right or, you know. They might have been moving it and not even knowing just the power of suggestion. It it could have been. But on that on that note, I, I did have my little scary uh, Ouija board experience. So I don't play with Ouija boards anymore, just for those of you out there listening. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wouldn't suggest it, but, you know, then like like it, people suggest to me, don't don't go searching for ghosts. <laughs> Right. Well, they tell us the same thing about Bigfoot, but hey, right. we, we've never been the sharpest knife in the drawer. No, that's right. <laughs> Not the sharpest tool in the shed, but we still get the job done. <laughs> yep. But that's what I wanted to share with y'all tonight. Uh, I, I'm sure we left out probably tons about Waverly, but yeah, it, you know, it, it has such a deep history. It, 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 there's so much that went on there. Yes, so much. And and it just makes you think, you know, wow, like I said, I think today these poor patients, they they got their ribs removed. They they got balloons stuck in their lungs. And while they're still alive, I'm yeah. like, that had to be painful. And Yeah, and, and you could bet that they're still probably conscious. I'm sure they were. Yeah. I'm sure they were. But, you know, we did our we did our re- a little bit of research. Maybe you guys have researched it, too. If there's something we missed or something you want to add... You know, let us know because it's it's very interesting. It's intriguing. And I'm sure we're going to do more research on it just because we like that. But if there's uh, something that we missed that you think we'd be interested in, let us know. 
Right. And uh, how, how are they going to get that to us? Well, they could get that to us through an email. We have an email where anyone that wants to can get in touch with us. And that email is late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. Now, the late night with Larry 55 is all one word, and that's at gmail.com. And if you've been to Waverly, shoot us an email. You yeah. Know? Let us know if. If anything happened to you or you had an experience. That's right. I mean, because we want to know. Yeah, and we'll talk about it in one of our future podcasts if you let us know. That's right. So you could write, tell us all about your experience and we'll mention it, give you a shout out. And uh, if you like what we do, hit the subscribe button and all our episodes will get shot straight to you. Yeah, and if you don't like it, hit it anyway, and you could mock us. That's right, if you could just make fun of us. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's going to do it for tonight's episode. We thank you for listening. And as usual, I'm going to finish my Coors Light. Thank you. Peace out. Peace out, people. <laughs>